in the back corner <laughs> when I'm not presenting. Listening in. And listen in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bash University Live here on Tuesday night. Take a quick break. Watch John Cruz's on the Tokyo rig. Be a part of the show. Get some chances to win some awesome prizes. As fast you go. You know, we didn't have that back then. And, 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 dude, it, it can just... That text thread gives me so much energy. I mean, like I'm dialing. Coming off of a, a big couple of weekends, Bash University, uh, probably a lot of you guys were there with us via Zoom. We had a blast, saw some uh, just blowing your hair back moments, information about stuff that uh, is really revolutionary in the sport of fishing, some, some of the best speakers in the world as usual. And we're going to be talking about that tonight. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We got some question and answers. Put on your thinking cap. Guys, we're going to be asking you some some really cool stuff about what we learned uh, in these last two Bash University weekends. So uh, get ready, get your clicker button ready to go, get your typing fingers ready, and we're going to have some fun doing that. We're also going to be talking. We got an update uh, about our anglers' rights. Um, I don't know what do we call an initiative here at the Bash University, and uh, I've got my good friend with me again, Craig Duran. Good How you, are you, buddy? Yeah, good. Good to be here. Good the, to be here. The Eco Bass Angler is in the house, and uh, we're gonna you're gonna be giving us an update uh, yes, shortly about uh, what's happening in that arena. Mm -hmm. no, I appreciate you uh, bringing some light to it and keeping it on the forefront. Absolutely. Well, it's important to all of us. I, you know, no matter where you fish around the country, we're all uh, dealing with some some issues from getting access to lakes, being able to fish in certain areas of water and what you can and can't do. And, and we as anglers need a voice. And I appreciate you uh, helping us have a voice here at the Bass University in, in these arenas. Uh, so we're going to be diving into that. Uh, we also have Dan Quinn, the man, the man from Rapala, Rapala, however you say it. It's right both ways, just so you know. Uh, got some great new stuff coming out. We're going to be talking about balsa crankbaits. We're going to be talking about the OG Slim, the OG Tiny, the flat sides. Uh, so put your get your crankbait questions ready to go. Uh, and Dan's going to be with us talking about everything uh, everything crankbait fishing tonight. So so look for that happening a little bit later on. So it's going to be a great show. BTC, Riz, we're up and running, man. That's right. Like always. <laughs> did, did we make it at 7 o'clock? I didn't notice. Probably. Probably. Probably pretty, <laughs> probably pretty close. It's 7 so. o'clock somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, you know, I, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in studio, honestly, yeah. and uh, good to see you guys face-to-face. -face. We just, uh, we just, you know, we had to go uh, just to, just to kind of give our speakers the best chance of avoiding having to go into COVID uh, restrictions prior to the tournaments. We had to go virtual. Uh, hopefully, it's the last time we're going to be virtual 
uh, we want to get back into the classroom with you guys real soon. So, uh, But it was great. Riz, you were with me for almost the, the last two weekends. We saw some stuff and heard some stuff that revolutionary. We sure did, man. I can't wait to get out and start trying some of these things. I can't wait for the world to unthaw around yeah. here. It seems like uh, pretty much everywhere has been locked up for, I don't know, what, Craig, about five days? Yeah, it's been tough. Yeah. Uh, it's only so many FG knots you can tie in your spare time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, only so many treble hooks you can <laughs> dig into your hands while you're trying to change them out. <laughs> it's a good time to learn that FG knot. It is. This is, this is for us. Anyway, I, I spent an, I spent an off season uh, taking treble hooks and, and turning them. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. who's who was it? Uh, remember they had they had a hook that was manufactured. That's what I'm saying. They, they, yeah. There was a treble hook. The Excalibur. Excalibur. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I still have some uh, some Norman's crankbaits with those rotated trebles. About thirty are you, years. Are you old. rotating? You 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 still do that? No, no. Yeah. But they're still rotated. I got you. They didn't non-rotate. <laughs> they cost me fish. I didn't like that Still hook. throwing the same Did treble they? hooks. Yeah, I didn't like that hook at all. I lost fish on it right away. Like the first one I threw, I'm like, oh, this is a cool idea. And I just, I rolled it out and, and like lost the first two or three fish I had on I'm that like, was it. Yeah, I'm like, that was it. Yeah, that hook got fired quick. Quick. <laughs> Super quick. But uh, but it was a neat idea, neat concept. And they're 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 keep they're continuing to morph hooks, and, and we'll we'll talk about the VMC hybrid yeah. hooks uh, tonight with with DQ, um, which is a, a phenomenal hook. And there's so much going on in the world of treble hooks, and and even adding flash to to the trebles as a trailer. Damn. Some of the guys were talking about that. He, one of the one of our speakers was it Matt Airy? I th I can't remember. One of them is uh, you know using that hook uh, uh, and raving about the importance of it especially using it at the front of the bait oh the bladed really cool. treble yeah the bladed yeah. treble yeah it's a bad dude yeah it's a killer so yes it is what, what baits he putting it on jerk bait yeah. okay yeah yeah that uh yeah. but but i mean like to, you know you can't totally diss that rotating treble because it you know maybe that wasn't a really sharp hook or maybe their hooks weren't that sharp yeah, I'm. I'm a uh, because you you rotate it, you kind of open up the bite a little bit, you know. Yeah, it, it. What what it comes down to me is is your strike to catch ratio, and the way I'm rigged, and the what you know, and if I'm missing the fish, no, you I, know, I get that. Yeah, you got yeah. got. But a guy that's rigged differently or or sets the hook differently than me might have a lot of success with that mm -hmm. treble hook. But maybe you were counter rotating your hook set. Maybe so. Right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a, too much to think about. Too much. Yeah, too it, much. It, it, it's it's complicated. Reverse corkscrew when you set the hook. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot to it, but you got to keep those fish pinned, and uh, like Alex does. Uh, Alex, the intern, is with us. How are you tonight, buddy? I'm doing good, Pete. I'm back and very excited to be joining on this another week of Bass You Live. Um, I remember when Dan was on last year; it was a great show. So I'm excited to hear from him again this year and hopefully fill another page out of the old notebook. Yep, hey, Dan's the best. He comes from a great, great fishing family and is yep. always full of knowledge about all things fishing and the pros and bodies water. It's it's pretty awesome. But as I look at you, I you know we had a mustache contest <laughs> at this weekend's Bass University. It, we we needed to enter you into that contest, man. I must have missed out on that one. I'll be sure that when we're in the classroom next time, I'll have the biggest Lorax fighter mustache you can possibly have. I'll, I'll grow it out. I'll put the miracle grow on her for you, Pete. Uh, we look forward to it. I thought Patrick Walters grew a mustache uh, <laughs> just for the Bass University, I think. A, a mistake stash? No, nah, I don't know. Just, 
just, he had the uh, the Wyatt Earp look. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wyatt Earp. Wyatt that's Earp. right. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of pointy on the sides, going out to the sides. That Wyatt Earp. That's it's a Wyatt good Earp way to wore, characterize. Wore really short shorts and. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so I got something here on the message board I got to throw out there because it's awesome. Do Jay it. Water this morning caught a 12-pounder on Toho. He said yeah, he just got off the water. Yeah. He's at the fish camp. Uh, he just hopped inside so we can watch Bash U Live. But he caught a 12-pounder today uh, on Toho. So <laughs> charge, the, charge the batteries, charge boys. The Let's go to Toho. Welcome to the fish camp. <laughs> That's awesome. I what? wonder if you're staying at the fish camp on East Lake Toho. That's the one we always, me and Mike used to always stay there. What are you catching on? Sadly, it was live shiner fishing with some buddies. They don't throw artificial. Just some good old boys having a good time. Yeah. yeah. I'm about it. <laughs> Brian's like, I'm in. Let's go. Here's to a good time, buddy. <laughs> that is, that's it. You know, it's funny because um, I was just talking to a, a friend of mine who was down at the headwaters, and um, he was fishing artificials, but there was – uh, guess Roland Martin had guys out shiner fishing on the headwaters, yeah. and he's like, you could hear them over the reeds. Son, you know, <laughs> son, <laughs> doing classic Roland Martin stuff. You know, uh, that's fun. I, I, you know, I like fishing shiners. I don't do it that much. I've done it just a few times, but man, it's a thrill. You, you got that float out there, and that that shiner starts getting nervous. Uh. That float starts bouncing around. He starts doing circles and jumping, and and it's on. Yeah. You know? I enjoy that. My my dad always loved a bait fish. Yeah. And uh mm-hmm. and I, I that was just ingrained in me and I still I, I love artificials obviously in terms that's my thing but uh but I still like the bait what, fish once in a while. What 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 was your dad's job? What did he do? Uh he was an accountant. Oh, okay. All right. Well, he should have had enough energy for a lot of uh, artificial stuff. <laughs> I mean, a working man might want to relax. And <laughs> I, was, just, I get just it. Throw some live bait, but draw on the parallel. Yeah, he probably should have got not a chatterbait or something, yeah. <laughs> spinnerbait. I just think he liked to get out of the house, man. You know, get away from the honeydew list. He yes. brings, he'd put his folding chair down, get his cooler full of sandwiches, Hell yeah. and we would sit down by the creek on the banks of uh, Mattawoman Creek uh, till the sun would go down, and then we'd have a bonfire. Heck yeah, you know? that's awesome. Yeah, it was a great way. Taught me and my brother to love fishing, and uh, what, what a great way to do it. Highly recommend it. Ham and cheese, mustard. Uh, all of that, you know, mom would pack our sandwiches for yeah. us, you know, it was back in the day when moms did, did that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? Saying yeah. they don't. <laughs> well, not as, there's a lot of work and a lot of dual working families. Everybody's got to pitch in, you know, this but is true. mom, true. W- mom was a homemaker for us when we were little and we were fortunate to, to have that for us. But we, we had a blast fishing, fishing live, but we still fished little minnows and, oh, and yeah. earthworms for yellow perch. Oh in, man. In, in the perch runs. Oh my God. Yeah. Every single cast. You catch them. That's uh, awesome. Man, what a, what a neat deal. I Be- used to buy goldfish at the pet store and go pickerel fishing. <laughs> <laughs> a great pickerel bait, if you can imagine, yeah. a goldfish hooked in the back. That's why that's why we see goldfish out on the flats. Yeah, yeah probably. Today. Yeah. Contributing yep. to all the invasive species. Yeah, yeah I, I, I actually I started them in, around Batstow Village in the Pine Barrens. They made yeah. their way all the way to the flats. Yep. Imagine that. This is the root of the Asian car problem yeah, that right. we're currently yeah. experiencing in the country. Yeah, right I don't want to hear that. Too. Goldfish. <laughs> It's because of the carnivals at the flats. So <laughs> <laughs> jumped, uh, yeah. I, I know what goes on over there at Harvard of Grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, seen uh, the, I've seen the ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it, guys. It's going to be a fun show. Hang out with us. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back with Bash University Live. <laughs>
leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fishing rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That they're made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out there in a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hook set. Boom goes the dynamite. obsessed. There's no place on earth we'd rather be than right here, right now. Performance-driven gear, so you can fish longer, harder. Gills Performance Fishing. Hey everybody, welcome back uh, to Bash University Live. So glad to have you guys with us. Hey, guess what? If you're not a member of Bash U Live, get your butt subscribed. It's 60 days free right now. This, oh yeah. This 60 day trial is gonna go away. We, we offer it this time of year. It's a new year, new you. Go over and take your 60 days and uh, come check out Bash University. We, we, we offer two uh, instructional seminars released each and every week. At a minimum, we, all, we have a lot of additional stuff that we have with interviews, uh, some remastered stuff. So we bring brand new content to, to you every single week. Got a lot of great stuff for you. If you're a subscriber, we have the Pro Member Benefits, which is a 40% off Rapala, Storm, VMC, Suffix Line. It's all available for you. And that's just one of the opportunities that you have for being a subscriber at Bash University TV. But our number one focus is to help you become a better angler. And uh, that's why we spent the last two months uh, preparing some amazing instructional uh, content that is really going to help you become a better angler. And that's just some of what we got there. And we got some other stuff going on tonight, Riz. What do we got happening tonight? That's right. Uh, as always, we got uh, two Gills Gear gift cards going out the door, uh, $25 gift cards for people that get questions through to the show. In addition to that, we have a Facebook like and share for the people watching over there on Facebook. Just like and share tonight's feed, and you'll be entered in for a chance to win six Rapala DT Baits and OG Slims. Wait, breaking news. Like, share, and three questions, comments on, on Facebook. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Let's up the ante. Come on, let's 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 interact. So also, uh, we have tonight a grand prize going on, and that is going to be 12 OG Slims and Rapala DT Baits, and that's only going out the door for a Bash University TV subscriber. Guys, so if you want a chance to win that, right now is a great time to get signed up. 60 days for free. And we are dropping three new videos a week. I'm excited about some of the ones we're about to release, Pete, because I was filming them. And one of them was Umbrella Rigs with Shane LeHue. And I may or may not have caught my first A-Rig fish on that shoot. So I'm pretty stoked to let that one out, the, let maybe, that one out of the bag. Was it maybe your first spot, too? 
No, I've caught spots, but this was my first Alabama rig fish, and I set the hook just like I did with the <laughs> with the blade bait fish on Gunnersville. With the mini hooked blade like, bait, absolutely, just gave him all the gas, and it was awesome. So I love it, Rizzy. Yeah. We we're gonna have to we're gonna have to give you a noodle rod to set the hook with when we're dealing with small hooks. Yeah, I don't think you can turn that hook set off, so we we got to make it up somewhere. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I all nine hooks were getting set on that thing. It didn't matter which one was getting bit. If it was a dummy hook, that yeah. fish was still coming in the boat. I know the, the dummy hooks didn't have a and the hook was still straightened out <laughs> after the hook set just from water pressure <laughs> uh it's, it's fun to watch love love the enthusiasm you know <laughs> so but it was a lot, lot going on and you yeah you got to get out on the water with shane yeah. uh the man awesome. shane's baits uh yep. building some of the most amazing uh That's al- umbrella rigs yeah they it, named them exist. after him exactly right yeah yeah it's it, it, and really cool stuff because i i remember we had them on uh, I guess we interviewed them at the Classic one yep. year. G-Ville. And, uh, the, the, the really unique component about those rigs were uh, how they've modified the heads to be able to fish them in, in shallower water situations. Uh, they, they have all kinds of lightweight, super light, uh, modif- you know, rigging systems for them. So you, and they're not heavy by themselves. So you can fish it slower and shallower than you can a lot of the other umbrella rigs. Yep. Really innovative what they've done. And it's amazing because, like, he always – he says and other umbrella rig guys will say, yeah, just fish it just like you would a spinnerbait. Mm. And I've never thrown an A-rig before that. So, I mean, I'm around docks and I'm throwing it and I'm just kind of winding. I'm like, man, this doesn't really feel like anything's going on. I start giving her a couple twitches like I would a spinnerbait, and all of a sudden, bam, Boom. there he is. How so about it? it's yeah. pretty cool stuff, man. I, uh, yeah. I look forward to throwing it again sometime. BTC. Great story about that uh, event that you brought up. So yeah, it was the Gunnersville Classic. That's when I brought my boat down to it. We mm-hmm. we had the uh, the Ike Live uh, tracker in in the uh, booth. That we're doing our interviews. So like you know, a lot of stuff maybe got left in the boat. You know, bottles of tin cut whiskey and other <laughs> other things. No, maybe a whole bag of <laughs> Shane Bates A rigs that were supposed to go to Pete, um, <laughs> along with my Glide Bates. <laughs> you're developing a collection. What else is it? What else is in the hull of that boat? <laughs> so those, so that like all, all the beer cans that the missile baits guys drank of ours. Hey, uh, don't burn. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, brought home. Uh, yeah. So last year, I guess it was spring of last year, I had a box, Lambo box, full of all them A rigs still in their plastic tubes, ready to go. Man, I was fired up for an A rig last year, and um, had it in a hatch in the boat that. You, oh no once you hit um allegedly 90 miles an hour this one hatch will open up <laughs> and sometimes some things uh eject and oh yeah wow. man that sucks that is, that's a shame i thought you were going to tell me you got water in there and they all rusted out on you or something like that no nah, they just, they landed on 295 uh, donated to the interstate yeah. that's right yeah yeah so. Well, you know, it's it's going to be karma, which is going to serve you again. Fair enough. For, cool. for the glide baits you, you ripped off yeah. from me. So, um, <laughs> we're, uh, but what what a great what a great bait. Go check out Shane's baits, and um, it's uh, it, it, it's going to help your a rig fishing. No doubt. Sixteen <laughs> yeah, ounce heads. Yeah. Sixteen right. ounce heads. Wow, yep. And and, so and the hitchhikers too, which are weightless. Yep. You know, it, it's so much that they've advanced there. All all the components are available. 
for you there, and on tackle warehouse too. So yeah. I threw them with no heads, all of them, mm. same time, right out of the back of the boat <laughs> on the highway. <laughs> catch a damn thing. <laughs> Kid got lucky, yeah. right? Side of the yeah. road. They now belong to the people <laughs> of the forest. Oh. Nope. Uh, your catch rate's definitely going to go down with that technique. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It was sad. <laughs> but um, hey, a lot of you guys uh, remember Craig. Craig's been on the show. Uh, he is. A lot of you guys might know him as Eco Bass Angler. And he's my friend. We've been uh, we've worked together. We used to work together 100 years ago um, in the environmental field. I uh, used to do that before I started this fishing thing. And uh, Craig, you've been you stayed steady. You know, you're president of TTI Environmental, yep. and you're you're very active in the environmental world in a lot of different ways. But uh, right now, you're 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 taking on something, and I think it's really cool. We've all kind of gotten involved with the anglers' rights um, issue. On, on bodies of water um, going on everywhere, but we've got some stuff going on right here mm -hmm. that that is is kind of getting hot and heavy right it now. It is. It is. It's. It's when you start to examine and see what's going on. You know, we had um, a couple weeks ago folks on from Greenwood, and uh, when you start seeing uh, and hearing, you know, that story come out, and, and then you start hearing about other other uh, bodies of water uh, around the area. Brian. You know, brought up uh, Alloway, you know, and the challenges that we're facing there. Um, it's it's uh, there's a lot of work to be done by us as a as a community, you know, to try to try to turn that tide, and you know, if you will, you know, to get us uh, make sure that we're protecting our, our access rights. And I think being a community is 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 great because we need that, right? We've got Gene Gilliland over at Bassmasters yep. who's heading up a lot of this uh, nationwide and. And he sees what's going on around here, and he's gotten he's gotten involved with it. And, and he's saying he's saying to hey, uh, you know, make friends with the jet skiers, right? <laughs> you know, as a joke to get on the, you know, to make sure that we're on the right. body of water. Right. Why is that? Yeah, because the they ha we share the same cause. We all want access. Right. right. We all right. have the rights to have access. So even though uh, I know a lot of you guys want to throw your Zara spooks at the jet skiers sometimes, <laughs> at this instance, right, we're all fighting for the same cause. So. To, it's important for us to recognize that and, be, and become friends with a group yeah. like that. You know, I, I, you know right here in, in New Jersey, and we had uh, we had Lou on uh, mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago, Lou Martinez. I like to call him Uncle Lou. Um, he talked about the New Jersey um, Federation of Sportsmen, right? That's a really instrumental organization for us to be involved in. In fact, that 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 organization represents ten associations or ten organizations. New Jersey Bass being one of them. Um, Ducks Unlimited being one of them, New Jersey uh, Trout Unlimited, and, and, and a bunch of others. And so they bring the voice of all the sportsmen together for a legislative or an administrative push, if you will. Mm -hmm. Right? So there's like, I'll probably get the numbers wrong, but let's say there's about 170,000 members in New Jersey. And they all have chapters in this organization. So, you know, my one big takeaway is that the uh, bass fishing community needs to be active in that organization because th they're the organization that brings our voice to Trenton, right? They're the ones who have people appointed to the uh, Fish and Game Council, mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're going to represent our interests, collective with, with, with bow hunters, with Ducks Unlimited, with uh, even the buggy organization, the guys that ride on the beach to surf fish. On the oh, beach. yeah, yeah. They're part of it as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a big – that was a big takeaway for, for, for me. It's like we're not alone – but we have to be more active in, in who we're working with. You know, we talked about the Alloway situation and in, in, uh, down here, you know, in Sound County. And uh, gosh, you know, 
in, in, in I think it was like 2009, going back. Brian, is that the right date? Do you remember when Alabama? Uh, I don't know exactly when well, it was. They, they they passed an ordinance after they they built a dam right then they passed that right the state came it, it it was lake the state came in and rebuilt the dam and created a access public access correct for all anglers to take advantage of this body of water right they basically lost their dam and in order to get their dam back they had to take a uh, a grant and they had to you know pay more taxes <laughs> right you know, but I think the dam was you know, towards $5 million. The grant was, you know, 2 or $3 million, right, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, so they took a lot of money, and they built a public access area, and then they, the township writes an ordinance of who, how that public access can be used. And they cut and the anglers out. Well, well you slowly, know, slowly, they, slowly, they, 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 they pull things yeah. away. They start, they start squeezing you. They put a boat length limit on there. They put no outboard motors hanging off the back of the boats. Right. They, you know, mm-hmm. no tournaments. Uh they charge you to launch your boat. No, they charge you to park because they can't legally charge you to launch. Just a bunch of moves like so, that. So fake so fake was, cameras. There was yeah. like five uh, amendments to yeah, the ordinance, yeah, yeah. right? And so, you know, w- when, when talking to f- folks at uh, Fish and Game Council, uh, the guy, Frank, that, that listened in. Yep, Frank Virgilio. Virgilio, yeah. I mean, he's a big wig up at the uh, Fish and Game Council. He said, well, you, hey, you had your opportunity, right? You know, they, they post – these ordinance changes, nobody pushed back. No, nobody, nobody resisted. Right. So yeah, it happened. Nobody knew because it was in a newspaper. Right. Some so obscure newspaper. That's my point. I'm going to go to the meeting on February 8th up in Trenton, and that that's the point I want to make. It's like, okay, we're supposed to shed some light on these things that they're going to be changes, right? But you know, we're working, we're fishing, we're raising families. Are we really looking at the Alloway website or some newspaper? Yeah. It seems. It just seems a little. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, no, uh, we all know not take is. the responsibility, yeah. but, but hey, you know, they're posting it. How long do they leave it up? Um, where do they post it? Where do they post yeah. it, right? It, my, my, my thing is this. We, you know, we have to, f- every year we buy a fishing license, right? And we have to fill out and answer all kinds of crazy questions about a fishing license. Uh, and, and we put all this information down. The state has our contact information. Child support. Yeah. Child support. Tests, every, yeah. Oh, yeah. COVID, COVID tests, tests, whatever. But, but. You know, I would like to see. They have a pregnancy test. Any, yeah, to get a fishing license, believe it or not. Yeah. Any okay. access, any access question that comes up on a body of water in New Jersey, any boating question, it, it should just click a button. There should be an email. I can get an intern yeah. and in thirty minutes write a program to do that. Yeah. Right. They got they got a database. They got our our emails. Let, let, let's 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 change that they can put it in a newspaper uh, for seventy two hours or whatever whatever they do. Um, that's just. Maybe that worked in the 1950s, but uh, right, right. I, I, I don't see it happening. It's now. probably Sal- uh, Salem County newspaper. Who, I mean, I don't know, but like you know, it's pretty desolate down there. We, we have a responsibility to see it. I, I, you know, I, you know, from what for sure. You know, but but if it's not if it's not real visible, we have a pub- right to see it. If the public notice of it is is weak, then you know, uh, you know, I think I think that's what I want to get behind. I want to change that. I want the public notice to be a little yeah. bit more visible. Yeah, that, know, so we can you, respond or react. Right. Right. We can react. Right. Yeah, and, we, and, you know? and the other part is there, there is a lot. There is a fair amount of you know culpability on our part. Yeah, you know, we've been down here in South Jersey for you know all our lives, and there's organizations that exist that I I had never heard about until right. now. Right. Yeah. You know. Right. And um, you know, and and again, because of where we live, you know, there's all these. It's all small clubs with no central. Yeah organization and, and that needs to change the, we have no central voice no central way of communicating it's just everybody you know exactly brian the new jersey 
you know, Federation of Sportsmen. It's $40 a year to join. We, we should all be members of it. it. It's really that simple. And they have chapters in every county. They have delegates. You know, I, I can't believe at my age I'm sort of, you know, figuring out that they, all this really exists. Out I there, have no idea. You know, but, but, you I'm know. I'm not as old as you, but, you know. Uh, I hear it. And, and, you know, N.J. Bass is, <laughs> N.J. Bass is part of it. Woo! N.J. <laughs> <laughs> Bass is part of it, right? And, and uh, we, we got to encourage them to be more active. Uh, For sure. W with that. Um, yeah, that's the one big takeaway for me. It's like, hey, well, we had our opportunity, but, um, you know, and they changed the rules like five times. I went through it. I highlighted every time they made, made a change. And they weren't. They, and nobody, nobody pushed back. Nobody pushed back. The, so the organization uh, did. For the Alloway. Yeah, the local ordinance. Ordinance 42, yep. you know, whatever, yep. you know. It's, it's, it's simple. They have stuff in there you can't expose yourself. You can't grow weed around the lake. Okay, right? You know, but you can't have, an eight, you can't have a boat bigger than 18 feet. You can't have a boat with a gas engine or gas container on the boat at all. You can have a tournament. It's uh, $100 to apply for a permit. It's got to be 60 days out, and um, but you got You can't have a boat over 18, right. 18 okay. feet. I you. And so you can apply for a permit, but the guys in the state were saying to me, well, if you guys want to apply for a permit, maybe you can ask for an, you know, an well, exception. You you what do you have to pay $100? I don't know. To, to go to who for what? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because they got two point six million dollars in taxes to make up on the. Uh, the I, I I don't know. I mean, quite, it, quite a few tournaments. Okay, so when yeah. they make up that two point six, <laughs> yeah, that that's when that ramp yeah. closes, right? Yeah. And I looked yeah. into <laughs> the ordinance about the times you were talking about. They they specifically list when that park will be open, the times it will be open, and the season it will be. It's right in the ordinance, and they can change that whenever they want in yeah. that ordinance without you. You know. I I. I I think a boat ramp should never ever be closed. I agree, ever. I agree. There's no moving parts. I like yeah. It's a I, piece of concrete. I like to fish at night. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I yeah, mean, get over it. Security yeah. issues. I, I don't know. What's yeah. I mean? What, what the hell? Why do we put these time limits on stuff? It's beautiful out at night. Yeah. I, well, I would agree. And, and but but I guess the point is that you know they're they're clamping the noose, they're tightening it and tightening it and tightening it because we, we didn't know we didn't know this was even going on as anglers and people that use the waterway. And then this is kind of a small issue, but I think they, it's... They just closed the bear hunt in Jersey, and, and within the last two weeks, there were two bear attacks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Overpopulation. Is that right? Just like the deer. Yep. I mean, there's deer, there's deer everywhere. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The bear is probably going to end up just the same way. I think it's yeah, just... I'm in your backyard a, and stuff. It's a great exercise, yeah. what you're doing, Craig. It's, it's kind of setting uh, a process and, and trying to get people involved. And sure. Because th you know, there's a lot bigger issues out there, and uh, you know we just need us as anglers to to have a voice, you know. And, yeah. And yep. we, I'm glad we're giving them. What's the federal? What what do we need to join here the here locally? New, yeah, the New Jersey uh, Federation of Sportsmen. Federation of Sportsmen. Yeah. New Jersey Federation of Sportsmen. See if you can pull that website up, Rich, and, and throw that link out. Forty dollars to join. Uh, a gentleman. Um, you have a delegate here in, in, in Salem County. Mm -hmm. They have chapter meetings. Um, You're going – you, all right, that's that's the federation. What meeting are you attending? I'm going to go to the New up? Jersey Fish and Game Council meeting. Okay. Which is a council made up, appointed uh, six from the federation or appointed. Um, they're governor-appointed positions, right? So Frank, uh, that was on our show, he's he's the chair of that committee. So he's taking this issue of access, specifically Alloway, to Trenton on February 8th. So that's cool. I mean, he's going to talk about it. We're going to air it out. Um, 
we're going to, you know, hopefully learn something from it and see uh, maybe there's a friendly way that anglers can get back to using Alloway Lake. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if I, not? I, if not, you know, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but um, – you know, I don't we'll want to see it. I don't get there from the Delaware River. I don't want to see it happen again. <laughs> you can do it. Is my point too, though, right? Yeah, I just learned in um, sure. Burlington County, Swedes Lake. I used to fish it all the time. Yep. You know, growing up with a trolling motor, they chase you out. No, no electric motors now. Two years ago, they cut electric motor. Well, I, 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 why? It's like 50-50 now. You know, sometimes you get ran out of there. Sometimes you get ran. Yeah. Are you still going there? On, uh, on I mean, yeah. I mean, not yeah. the other half. Maybe not. Tell me what day. Uh, I mean, I, I, I used to go there. Depends who's home that day. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I used to go a lot over there and, you know, throw a tracker in or whatever, and uh, they had a dirt ramp. But yeah. Using an electric motor, and, you know, it was decent little lake. But yep. they cut that out. So how the did, only, how the did that happen? The reason is you know? just to cut numbers because they, they – they, they, Well, I mean, as, I, as my son said, you know, if they could put up a no fishing side, they would. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He looks at it like, well, you know, they're just trying to box us out. Hey, yes. Boat can't be 18 feet. Yeah. Well, most bass boats are over 18 feet. Can't have a gas engine. Most ba- bass boats. Yeah, who's going to spend the money to pull an engine off a boat so they can go fish out? Right? It doesn't yeah. make sense. No. Yeah. It's so. So is it is it thought out? Absolutely. You know. Yeah. So it's like thought out restrictions. No doubt. We got to give ourselves uh, a fair shot as anglers too, from from multiple sides of the coin here, in, in the sense that. We got to push back on issues like this and, you know, being pushed out of places that, that we can fish. Now, the other side of the coin is that when you get put in these situations where somebody's maybe trying to tell you that you can't fish on an area, there's a few ways you can go about it. You can flip your lid and make the situation way worse than it was mm. in the beginning. Or you can take an <laughs> approach of of trying to understand where they're coming from and helping them understand where you're coming from and helping them realize that you being out fishing you're not there to take fish out of their lake you're not there to to litter the place up in fact we're there to put fish back in your lake and we're most likely picking up some of the litter that people that aren't fishing are leaving behind um so you know there i think there's a lot of different angles that we got to take on this fight and uh part of it's you know pushing the issue through you know the up north in Trenton, whatever's going on up there. And then the other side of it is, man, let's 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 make sure that people that aren't into fishing know where we're coming from as bass anglers and that we are essentially just just we're stewards of the land. You know, we're we're not there right. to, to, to tear the place up. Right. We're there because we right. want it to be a sustainable resource that we can continue to do for a long time. So, you know, you you, you got there has to be there has to be a balance in how you how you take the fight at these things. Don't always just as soon as somebody says, "Hey, you can't be here," and this is why you can't just just throw back at them right away. Try to take a little bit more tactical, <laughs> yeah. tactful approach much, to some of these things. Much Brian contemplating yeah, right. taking that <laughs> that <laughs> position out on the water. Straight jacket with Brian with you. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Muzzle. It's you know? yeah. It's, it's, it's sometimes a, it's harder than others. But well, it all depends on a lot of things. Well, Lou, Lou, Lou coached us a couple of weeks ago to take the high road, right? Make them look like the bad guys. We'll we'll ask the question. We'll ask for access. We'll we'll go around the right channels. Um, you know, and I think that you're not gonna you're not gonna win anything becoming a hothead. Mm-hmm. You know? 
But I, but I do have. Oh, come on, I, look I, where we're at. We're at Mike's house, and yeah. <laughs> look at all his trophies. I do have a theory. <laughs> I do. I do have a theory. The longer you stay in the conversation with the person that's trying to kick you off the lake, oh, yeah. is the more cast you can make. As you're working, as you're working down down that piece of cover, stay in the stay in the game, baby. Just keep flipping as we're talking. I've been on the I've been on the Delaware River, and a guy's just unloading on you. You know, waving at you, screaming, and you know, you put your fake apple headphone on. Four thirty. But yeah, well, I don't want. Uh, I don't have any Southwest c- wind. I don't have any cigarettes. Go Eagles. <laughs> but uh, go Eagles. I have a theory though about Alloway, Brian. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think I figured it out. Oh. You have a boat that's less than eighteen feet with electric. Yes. Are you behind all the changes at Alloway? Keeping it all to yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe now. Yeah, it's out of the bag. <laughs> No, but That's but but you know, I, I I'm I'm looking forward to going to the meeting on February eighth. I'm looking forward to learning more about what we can do and how we can carry our voice forward. Us too. And, and so combining with other these other organizations, I think is critical. Um, critical. How, you know, critical. How we do that and and uh, and how we we follow through. Um, I think it needs to be you know elevated. I'd like to talk to uh, some of the officers at NJ Bass, get them involved. Uh, See how what their opinion is, and you know how far they they want to go with it, and and their commitment to having somebody uh, maybe participate in the federation meetings as well. Well, I hope you'll uh, you'll come back and uh, give us an update after Absolutely. that meeting. And right when now. we get that dealt with, we're coming here to Palantine and getting the gates open to the sea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh Palantine! Hey. Oh. Did you say that name? I yeah. gotta give a big say shout no. out to uh, <laughs> our boys Lee Livesey and Caleb Summerall. Notice <laughs> it's still Michelob, it's not Bush Light. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> uh, I love it, and uh, you know, there's still uh, like I was just watching a video. I, I sent it to you. There's there's so many issues. Yeah, going I love on. those videos. Down, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, down at the uh, the Everglades down in Florida, the discharges coming out of Lake Okeechobee. There, the Everglades are are being impacted in a negative way, right? Because of the releases, the east west releases that are coming out of that lake uh, for the sugarcane industry. And, um, you know, as a result, there's there's impact to the Everglades down there. There's every there's so many issues. Well, that's water policy. That's water policy. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's politics and policy about how people are using water. Right. And that's as we get more populated, as constraints get more and more on that resource, that that's going to become. There was a guy on the show uh, and it, it, I never thought about this, but he called in. He was from Pennsylvania when we heard last time. I was chatting with him on the chat board and his concern was he used to fish at a reservoir that. Uh, was owned by the local municipality for water distribution, right? And he and I guess you know there was a friendlier relationship in the town. They would let anglers go and fish there. Da 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 da. Now some of these big reservoirs and these water companies are being brought up, bought up by actually foreign companies. No, don't start. Right. So they're being bought up to a dark place. They're being bought <laughs> up by these big water conglomerates that are managing the wastewater and the water side of the counties, right. and so they're owning the reservoir now. Right, I don't want to put in any names of these water companies, but yes. they're giant water company names. They're, they're on both sides of the river, and so they're gobbling them up and they're managing because the towns don't want to manage these resources anymore. So the the local angler that would go down and say, "Hey, hey man, can I fish in the reservoir?" Oh, here's a pass. You know, you write your ticket. You know, clean up after your trash, wear your life jacket. You're good to go. Yeah, that's all gone away. Because the the companies are like, oh, it's too much liability. They don't want to deal with insurance issues. Yep. So that's another loss for people who are feeling. Um, 
that's going to be a tough one to address. Yep. Uh, there's know, there's one going on like that right now in uh, Virginia. I can't forget if it's Virginia or Maryland. Uh, Lake Manassas, mm. which was uh, like it had big ones in it. You know, guys would yeah. catch tens there routinely, and uh, it's been shut down in the last couple of years. Same same deal that you're what a company about. bought it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I believe that's the reason Team No Fish knows a little bit more about yeah, that. Yeah, I would love to hear about Andre that. Charmin. Chime in with us, man. Let yeah. us know a little okay. bit more about what's going on with that. that. That's a whole other issue, Riz. Like, it's not even like local township ordinance and us getting written out. That's just a whole other, right. you know, uh, something else that we need to we need to look at, try Absolutely. to tackle. Yep. Well, the point is we got to look at it. We got to get together. We got to we got to have a voice, mm-hmm. a stronger voice. And uh, I'm glad you're going down this road. Appreciate uh, it. Yep. And we look forward to hearing more about it and 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 all the other things that we we constantly deal with with the invasive species. And uh, so, so many Riz's uh, goldfish, <laughs> Riz's goldfish, Snakeheads. <laughs> stocking program. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, uh, we, uh, <laughs> there's a there's a lot going on. We're going to be talking about it and uh, keeping you guys posted. And uh, check out the Eco Bass Angler if you guys want to get involved with what's going on here. Uh, yeah, I'll post his phone number here in a in- second. Instagram. Go to my Instagram and message yep. me if you have an access issue on, on a lake or a river, something you know tugging at you. Send me a note. I'll get it to these guys. We'll, we'll highlight it and bring it forward. I absolutely love to. Awesome. And uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna switch gears a little bit here. And uh, man, we just came off a hot and heavy week of seminars, BTC. That's right. Right. I thought you were pointing to make because we were going to do a commercial break or something. No, no, no. I was thinking maybe see if Alex has got anything on the message board before we dive deep into the, what you're about to. All right, that's a good idea. That's a good idea, Alex. Let's just hear from Alex. What's going? What's the Indiana report right now? We need to have that weekly from what's going on in Indiana. The ice. Um, The ice has gained an inch. Very cold. (laughs) (laughs) I went ice fishing for the first time last weekend. Had about six inches of ice. Okay, it's really clear. Uh, We got our first big snow the weekend too, and. I forgot how slippery ice was, and I fell down and about busted my head open. But survived that. Fishing wasn't very good, but I was like the third time I've been ice fishing, so I guess I gotta run under the learning curve at some point. Still a good time. Indiana, there's some lakes with access issues, stuff like that. A lot of it's just you can get there, you just gotta pay to do it, which people don't always like, but. Mm. Sometimes that seems to be the name of the game around here, but certainly doesn't sound as bad as you guys have it. But yeah, lots of good stuff. Like you said, coming out on the message board, we got some great names on here. We got Hank Soiled Underwear checking in <laughs> with us. We got Pete's Missing Glide Bait. I mean, there's all kinds of good comments on the message board. So we I appreciate that you guys guy. tuning in with us. And we're going to have a good chance to interact here with you guys in the next segment. We're going to ask some trivia questions and have a lot of fun with you. So looking forward to it. That's awesome. What what is uh, where did where did we get that wonderful story? That was on last week's show. Hank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I was. I just couldn't remember. I've listened to so much fishing. Couldn't remember if it was over the weekend or on last week's. It's from Jacqueline Cherry. Yes. Yeah. Jacqueline Cherry. What a, I got to. She needs to write a book on all these. By stories, the way, man. what a great name. Jacqueline Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> Good work, Hank. <laughs> Another trip. Yeah, we we loved her as a guest. She was she was amazing. Phenomenal. As was as was Hank dishing all the goods. You and, think she uh, needs a job? We could hire her. For bash you. I, I you know I would love the Jacqueline Story Corner. Yeah. You know <laughs> more more soiled underwear stories. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I bet you there's more than one. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Might get canceled. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But uh-huh. but anyway, we did. We did have a, we had a great seminar week. Uh, Ike was with us. Um, well, you know, so Matt Airy, uh, Brian Thrift, uh, John Murray, uh, you, oh, yeah. you name it, uh, Drew Cook, oh, who yeah. was new to Bash University as a speaker and and uh, got, How was gets, he, Pete? gets a four-star rating. Um, if, you know, well done, Drew. Um, yeah. You know, just got, got to give him a – and John Cruz, who has been with us, uh, just like Ish Monroe, been with us yeah. uh, teaching from day one. Um, John's seminar was was really awesome. He, um, he broke down – all the different styles of jig from football head to finesse to flipping the the styles of heads and what for because it's confusing right guys there's yep. so many different styles out there if you're new to jig fishing look trying to find confidence in fishing jigs he breaks down exactly which habitat which situation each style of jig is, is built for uh really great seminar uh, as as you know, yep. as we expect from John, he's amazing. We had a few <laughs> first time guys on this round of seminars. Yeah, yeah. Drew Cook was first timer. Right. Um, Wes Logan, he was a first timer. He came out like a ball of fire. He sure did. Woo. That river fishing seminar yeah. was mm. was pretty damn good, man. It, he, for a southerner, that little dude talks fast. <laughs> <laughs> and I like for in the first fifteen minutes, I'm texting you guys. I'm like, man, I hope he doesn't run out of gas here. Oh, but he just kept funny. going and going and going and going. First, <laughs> that's that why. Is. That's why Mercer calls him what the little ball of hate. That's right, yeah. the yeah. ball of hate. A lot, a lot of energy there. Lower, hey. slower, don't apply. Huh? Yeah. No, that was surprised. You know what else surprised me that way? Because most yeah. all the guys are from the south, and they have that that <clears throat> draw a little mm-hmm. slows slows them down little bit matt airy oh dude matt airy could like on fire he could come up here and slick talk with anybody (laughs) he'll say something about you you don't even know he said it like what (laughs) yeah he was great uh but uh but drew cook drew cook seminar the the sight fishing thing has has haunted me uh, for years in my career uh fishing bed fishing i get frustrated with it in tournaments i have uh you know difficult time rationalizing whether i should be doing that or just going fishing and uh my gosh he's light years ahead mm. of of most Any, sight fishermen I've, I've ever talked to really? just the amount of confidence that he spoke with on on the things he can do to make these fish bite in so many different scenarios it's it's just it was mind-blowing it was and like there was there was some of the stuff he said that's just so basic in in elementary of like why didn't i ever just think of that you know what i mean like when he looks at a bed don't try to break down the whole bed. Right. Break it up into lanes and break each lane down with your bait and work your way systematically across the bed to cover the entire bed. Yeah. Like, don't don't try to hit the right corner, left corner, top left with you know to try to find the sweet spot. Break it down, man. Just 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 go through it and let the fish tell you where you need to be putting your bait. And man, and the way he broke it down with the the day one fish, day two fish, day three fish, like. He's not for going to the, guys. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to the day. He, he's saving the fish that he knows nobody else is going to realize that fish is on a bed. He's not even going to look at him day one and day two. Yeah. Just saving them for day three. Like red stop signs mean one class of fish. Green money signs mean a whole different class of fish. Uh, Yellow. Red, red wow. cross. Yeah, red cross uh, means a different kind of fish. And it like broken down by day. <laughs> like completely sick. Yeah, it, cool. yeah it, you, could, you could see why. Uh, oh, in the lineup. 
I'm giving yeah. too much away here. I'm giving too much away. You guys got to, if, you, if, you're, if you're watching on Facebook right now, I'm giving you the juice. Sign up. Go get Line signed up. up on the cast. Go get, in the go get signed up. We're going to be releasing that one real soon. We're going to let let him try to win uh, these two tournaments on St. John's yeah. and uh, the Ooh. Harris chain. But we'll be releasing it <laughs> real soon because it's 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 that time of year where uh, the the fish are going to be able to be caught in that manner. But uh, but just the you know his understanding of how to how the fish reacts on the bed, um, you know what what the females are doing in relation to the males. I heard dialogue mm. that I've never heard before mm. by veteran, you know, spawning anglers, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, the how, game to, has how changed, to target, Pete. how to target females o over the males and, and the relationship that they have versus get catching one versus the other strategies. Uh, like, you know, you have that strategy, you catch the male off the bed and, and the female will take the bed. You can catch her. Well, sometimes, Right, he teach, teaches us different mm. different strategies to get around that. Um, really, yeah, really good stuff. Mm. So much, and that, it's not just you know Drew. We also talked about uh, swim jigs, which he's an aficionado with that as well. But so many of the of the guys, uh, you know, teaching us uh, you know amazing content all weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, but don't worry, if you missed it, it's all it's all getting cut, edited, spliced, and it's going to be delivered. One of the <laughs> One of the absolute highlights for me, man, I, I almost don't want to give this out because mm -hmm. it's so good, uh, was the Matt Heron seminar, his second seminar with Bass University, uh, talking about Humminbird and his use of 360 oh, yeah. and forward-facing sonar was absolutely revolutionary to me. Uh, I hadn't heard anybody use it in this fashion because he's a, he's a shallow-water guy like me, uh, and what he loves to fish docks in particular. He just happened to be talking about docks in this situation. But what he what he does is he um, you know everything's networked as as most of our systems are. But he turns his forward face his mega live uh, shooting ninety degrees. Right, the boat's going this way. The forward facing on his troll motor's going this way. This is this is one of the keys. He turns the motor off the spot the the Minkota off. It locks the motor in place, so so even the hydrostatic pressure of the water won't allow that motor head to turn, and it'll keep that mega live shooting at the bank as he's idling down, and he and he keeps his 360 running, and he you know looks at those screens on on his console. So once he dis, once he figures he's going to be fishing the bank or fishing a dock, he can idle, uh, idle past these areas in preparation for his tournament, he can identify which docks have brush on them, which docks have bait on them, which docks have fish on them. Yeah. And you can efficiently go down stretches like that. Mm -hmm. And here, here mm -hmm. he, I'm going to give this one up too because it's, it's insane. Uh, to me, it was just, all, just so well thought. He, you can reduce the, the 360 down to a, a, a pie slice of 90 degrees. And, you know, so it doesn't have to rotate right. all the way around. So he shoots that pie, 90-degree pie, at the bank. Pie. And so it, re it, it just – as you're idling, as you're idling, it constantly regenerates real quick. And, you know, you, going at idle, going slow. Nonstop pie. He can get that, he can get that image with the, with the Mega Live eating pie. 
Dude, dude. Um, if I saw a guy eating pie during practice, just so idling so around eating a slice of pie, I'm just going to give him my money. He's idling down the bank of practice, dog. setting it up, which is actually what's concentrating. Setting is right. Doesn't want to show the fish's bait. Doesn't want to, you know, uh, yeah, doesn't want doesn't want to fish the areas. Yeah, right. Just right. Doesn't want to stick anything. Seeing where the juice is. Just want to just want to say, hey, look, I'm going to be dock fishing in this tournament, or I'm going to be bank fishing in this tournament, and he can he can efficiently go through areas and eliminate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Without identifies ca- that. Ooh, look at the juice. Yeah. On this stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without know? catching them. Without having without having to fish. Without having to catch them and covering ten times as much water as you ever could do if you were trolling motor. Because I remember you asked him, how many fish did you catch? Right. What did he say? Zero. Zero. Wow. How many I say, How many fish do you, with, with his use of the electronics, he, he, he does not feel the need to, to get a bite and stick a fish at practice catching zero. That's pretty amazing. I think that's key considering, you know, well, I mean, the size of the fields have, have always been there, but yep. still, I think that's pretty key. Yeah. 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 That, it, and I think, well, fishing pressure is it. It's getting more and more. We're fishing these tournaments. I'm fishing them. Two hundred boats. Right. I mean, the fishing pressure is freaking out of this world. There's guys fishing uh, like the guys down in Texas. They're fishing events that have two thousand wow. entries in them. You know, so uh, so fishing uh, fishing pressure is is a big deal. And, in, and even in those tournaments, you know, you, there's only 80 guys in an elite or 90 guys. It's uh, it's still a lot of fishing pressure, and uh, I just love that system. I love that seminar. Thank you, Matt, for that. I gave just a little piece of it. You guys got to go check out the rest of it uh, and the rest of all these guys' uh, seminars. But we've got some questions for you guys, BTC. Are, are you ready to roll with some? Uh, Do you want to look at this? Some, sure. I wrote your words down, Pete, in shorthand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How short did you write? Shorthand. Good Lord. You know what's funny? As I'm looking at this, my son, who is uh, 12 years old. Congratulations, Jake, (laughs) by the way. Busted out a 7-2 win on the mat tonight. Nice. I loved it. Got two takedowns. Got three back points and took it it to Blackwood uh, Middle School uh, on on a great win. I couldn't be there. Couldn't be there. We uh, the parents weren't allowed to. No, nobody was allowed to watch. So uh, um, somebody video at home. Uh, well, I they hope didn't so. stream it. No, we're well, not not at the middle school. We don't oh, have that right. option. Right. I imagine as they get more advanced, we'll be able to see. I didn't get I didn't get to see it, but man, he was so excited. Called awesome. called us up, th- thrilled. Dad, I did this. Dad, I can't I can't wait to get home and and get the get the rest of the scoop. But congratulations, go. good job, to Jake Harrington Middle nice. School. Congratulations, yeah. Jake, on a great win. Awesome. And um, but anyway, I'm looking at this writing, and I'm like, Jake looks. We get some handwritten like Christmas cards <laughs> that are in cursive, and he looks at this, and he's like, Dad, I don't know what the heck that means, because they they, <laughs> they don't know cursive. They don't do that in school. They yeah, don't do it anymore. Uh, you you know? staged me, Pete. Because <laughs> I can't tell if this is cursive or just bad printing. Looks like a kind of a hybrid. <laughs> Probably of both. a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, yep. Two words, cursive, or one one letter, yeah, regular. Yeah, it's probably that. Yeah, so, some uppercase, some lowercase. It looks like case. somebody has to write up estimates really fast. Well, we're going to ask you some questions. <laughs> our guys were so quick on the uh, on our seminars this weekend. We want to see how you guys. I know you guys are so like, quick. Like a really poorly play, paid doctor. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, Pete. Go ahead. I'm going to start with Matt Airy. All right, give it a shot. Seems and uh, we're going to see how fast you guys are. 
Uh, but he talks. He talked about an underspin. And he's designed his own underspin. It's something PJ. I can't remember the name of it, but um, easy to find, easy to Google. But one of the key is he he rated the seasons right: spring, summer, fall, and winter as what the their importance. What is the most important season to throw a swim, to throw an underspin, according to Matt Airy? What do you what do you what do you? <laughs> What you just you got think? hit by an underspin. <laughs> I just got hit by something. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think? We're the off most? the rails. We're throwing treble hooks around the room. Is that what that was? It was a crankbait. All right. What, uh, it was a fat-free shad. Bagley. Were you trying to get my attention? No, I was looking for a pen, and that was the first thing I grabbed. So. All right. The, number, <laughs> the, the answers are flying. Oh, we got a winner. Brett B. Brett B. Congratulations. We want to give him something since it was the first one. Sure. First question. All right, Brett B. Congratulations. Summer. Man, summer. What? Was yeah, the correct really. answer. That that Most blew my hair back. Season. I thought I couldn't believe that it's was be winter. Right? right, winter time. This time of year when the yeah. shad are all wadded up. Yeah. That's when the classics were won. I think what was it? Casey Ashley mm. uh won on, on that technique and uh Hartwell. Yeah, on Hartwell, right? Uh-huh. And uh hmm. You know, that's what I'm thinking, right? You know, you never hear or see anything about that until then. But Matt Matt rigs that thing twelve, you know, twelve months a year, and he and he rates summer is the most important season to throw it. So, is that his go-to bait? It's it's certainly it's one he has rigged yeah. on the deck at all times, mm. uh, which is uh, which was surprising. Yeah, that was really surprising to me. So, thanks Matt for for sharing that with so much so much good stuff that he uh, he ripped through. Here's another. Great one, uh, Brandon Cobb, uh, who has uh, you know been with us for a few times now, and always give delivers a great seminar. One of which, uh, his on water uh, timber seminar for you guys that are in that season down there at uh, Lake Russell. Uh, I know Mike's going to be competing in um, in the Ho- in a Hobie Classic, I guess. Um, kayak tournament down there same time as the Bassmaster Classic on Lake Russell but full of timber there full of timber on so many lakes from from the White River chain uh, the Red River to wherever but what an amazing seminar uh, on how to fish in timber um, his now one of the things that we talked about in in one of his seminars was he uses a stick bait a lot uses it wacky style a lot what type of a ring what type of o-ring does brandon cobb use on his stick bait who who can guess see we needed we needed everybody did you hear that question asked earlier i did so you know the answer so you can't i'm just thinking do, do we know what stick bait he uses or is that off the question I, oh yeah yeah well it's probably a, a zoom bait. I do. yeah I, I do we allowed to talk about that yeah we uh, which one is it yeah it, to me, that would make playing a little Ooh. bit. Yeah. I got to well, give tell, this one well, to KP. It's already, it's already given away. KP, because H- Howie Range, I think, actually came in. He tried to be first, but I think he tried to say none, but it says nonum. So I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't tell what that said Swedish right away. Yeah. And KP said no O-ring. He made it real simple. So, KP, no good, jo- good job, man. And you uh, you want to. You want a congratulations? Yep. He uses a he, <laughs> he uses a zoom fluke stick okay. is his stick bait, and uh, one one of the cool at, well why why no ring, and the the purpose is when you get a bite to get that bait up and out of the way. Okay, 
so to, to increase your strike to catch ratio. Okay. So that was a big deal. But the other thing that he mentioned too was that the durability of the fluke stick. That's what I was going to say, right? Is, is that why the O ring was kind of brought out? Yeah, it, it was place? a little bit. It's a little bit tougher because what happens is you know how it is. You you throw it off. That's why they yeah. use the O ring, right? <laughs> and two. So the fluke stick hangs on, uh, according to mm. Brandon, a little bit longer, and uh, so that was a cool deal. Oh, it's the fluke stick that he throws, right? Okay, yeah. I would have guessed something else, but it, it, you, now that you're saying it, it's definitely the fluke stick. I thought it was going to be Slinky. The, the Slinky worm is the one they yeah. came out with. Mm. I don't know, two, Zoomed it, yeah, yeah, two or three years ago. It's Almost exactly like the Senko, except I think it has a little bit less salt content. And I've actually seen times where uh, when you're Texas rigging it on a light Texas rig, I've actually seen it outperform the the, the Senko just because of how it Heresy. lays in the water. So, All right. Just a little fun fact for you. Salt content and in baits makes makes them act everything changes the way that they fall right. If you're fishing weightless, it's key because yeah. some will vibrate more, some mm -hmm. will you know fall faster, some will fall slower, and uh, you know for your situation, you got to figure out which is which. Which black Sanko is the right one for which the day? <laughs> Yamamoto sold their business, right? That's right. I heard something. Yeah, about yeah. Are, we, are, we, are we worried about the ingredients? Or I hope not. I hope, I hope, I hope they I change it and all you guys got to oh. learn how to actually fish. <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> all right. So, Yamamoto makes a lot more than a Senko, all right? We, yeah, I hope I, they change I, it. And I never gotta, I've seen a guy in the back of my boat, I'm not going to say who, throw the swimming version of that bait. Oh, swim Senko? Yeah. Uh, oh, heck yeah. Man, that thing is crazy killer. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Bad to the bone. Yep. Oh show. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I, I fished but, against but. Gary Yamamoto down at Santee Cooper, where he used that bait. That's mm. that's the first time I heard about it. Mm -hmm. uh, swimming it through the silver mm -hmm. dollar pads yeah, down there. Exactly. When right. That bait comes out, I cringe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, oh no. Yep. Mm. Yeah. But but yeah, dude. Uh, new rules. No 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 Senkos or Yamamoto baits. No, I just wonder. I wonder if they said the formula is uh, not going to change. Pretty damn good too. Yep. Right. They say the formula is not going to change, but you know. Yeah, I assume they, they they got bought by a bigger. I don't know what the deal I, was. I, I saw a post or something. That's what they know. say about everything, though. It's yeah. not going to change, but right? Yeah, that, and then they start eliminating like colors. The yeah, somebody yeah. fine tunes. Uh, somebody somebody really looks at the yeah. ingredients under a microscope and they say, "Oh, yeah. this this yeah. this formula is save three pennies for right. it," uh, right. and it's basically right. the same. Or or Riz, let's not make these four colors because they don't sell as much. You yeah, know? they're the ones that we're we're in love with. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah pink. That was uh, that was always the beauty of Yamamoto is they did not uh, scrimp on the color combos, man. No. Yeah, they, they made black. They made every single so thing. many. All they needed to make was black. Yeah. But they decided to make everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. yes, it, sir. It was fun, you know, because I fished with uh, Derek Yamamoto, and uh, he hooked me up with a bunch of Senkos, <laughs> and uh, and I and he and he's like, what what do you you know what do you want? He had an oversupply and. He thought he was anticipating, you know, that I was. Do you have any with the tiny silver flakes with just a little bit of copper yeah. and blue? <laughs> you know, can we custom make something for you? And I'm like, nah, just black. I just need yeah, black. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what? All right. Well, you look at their color charts, and you can sit there like for a month of Sundays looking at it. You know, I don't know, like, yeah. Uh, how many, how many, how many flakes do I need? Well, from where they're from, like out in Arizona, out in that Clearwater Mead and all those yeah. gin clear places, yeah. they they obsessed over over the color combinations and. And uh, obviously, it was a great thing. I, I know guys are going to be out there. They're going to be opening their packs and be like, oh, this isn't like the old. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did they do? Yeah. They did I something know. to it. Uh, 
You know, Next when we lost her. Yeah. Next question. We're going. We're going back to Brandon Cobb. <laughs> Pete, Pete gets lost sometimes. He gets sangos. Just <laughs> to see him go, man. He's just like hey, I'll take credit for that. Deep. I derailed him a little bit. Hey. He's just walking you know, down the road. You know, it depends on who wants to get in the check line and who doesn't. Yeah. You know? Yes. Uh, <laughs> cash in the checks. <laughs> the, uh, Go ahead, Bill. Brandon Cobb talks about um, uh, uh, walking baits, pop, or pencil poppers. Mm-hmm. On a cloudy day, what's the color of choice for Brandon Cobb? What do you think? Yes. As I as they're mouthing the answer to me, yeah. that is the correct answer, um, Riz. But I don't know if you guys got the correct answer. Uh, it this is a great great color. Bernie says the correct color is Heritage Coffee, <laughs> but it's that's not <laughs> the answer we're looking for. <laughs> just Bryce, like, just like my Senka. <laughs> Bryce with the correct answer of Bone. Bone Good job. Bryce bone. bone, bone colored yep. man. You can't go wrong with that bone colored top water. Sh- shout out to Howie. I don't know about the other guys, but I know Howie was with us a lot over uh, these seminars. Basically, holds a stock in the company for <laughs> all the stuff he won over the weekend. Uh, right, a lot, a lot of wins. Um, <laughs> bone color is the deal. Howie, the uh, I, I want to. He uh, throwing those big giant baits. Brandon talks about the 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 rod fatigue, and uh, what's the name of the rod that he uses for those big topwater baits? This one's going to be a Gills Gear gift card because this is a this one's unique. This is unique because so, you, you think about you, what's the got, name of the rod. Which okay, well, you think about what um you know the the fatigue that comes in and throwing these things. Because you need a rod that can effectively set the hook, a rod that you know you can land the fish with. But so you want the bigger rod. But they're man, when you start work, walking the dog mm. oh, all yeah. day long, you out. I mean, your arm, your shoulder, yeah. everything gets wore out. And uh, and nobody's got that yet. No, that, somebody came in with the right manufacturer, but we need the name of the rod. Oh, well, now you're gonna get Team em. No Fish said fishing rod, <laughs> that, and that's not what we're looking for. But you're also not wrong. Yeah. Now, now the the Google <laughs> masters are gonna come out of the woodwork. <laughs> Sinclair fishing was a funny answer that I can't say on the air. Honor <laughs> 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 May's coming in with some fire too. How about that? I like it. But Brandon, Brandon was uh, <laughs> Brandon as usual was a uh, was a really really good talent, really good speaker for us, and yep. uh, a, a lot of great information. But it's all one of the things that and while we're waiting, I'll talk about the line because the big uh, controversy controversy. Do you use mono or do you mm. use braid uh, for your top orders? And um, you know, weighing in on on which is which, but. Uh, but he, he fishes a lot of mono, uh, which which I like because I, I'm still, you know, a, a mono guy, um, and the bra- especially going he especially goes to mono. What was that? he was talking about when the spotted bass are popping that bait out of the water? What has a tendency to happen when you're fishing with braid is mm. um, the the hooks will tangle. Hooks will tangle. Yeah, yeah, and and it just so really much influences rod choice if he's going to mono versus braid, right? He, a, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and uh, but it, but I love the I still love to fish mono. I still get Ooh. you know a big hookup percentage on right. mono. So, so I like it. That's what I use. All right, so we got to refine how we're asking this question a little bit. 
Okay, because the manufacturer actually doesn't it doesn't doesn't call the rod that. Doesn't. It's what Brandon just calls the rod that he uses mm. for this what? technique. It's yeah. his it's his own name. Oh, we got it. Mike P. Mike P came in as soon as I started <laughs> to cue it up a little bit. Arc Brandon Cobb walking stick. There it is. It's the walking stick. What do they call it? It's just, it's not called a walking stick. It's it's one of their lines. Um, SP uh, something. Okay. You know, somebody's trying to buy it. Mark yeah, thirty-two. Yeah. Awesome. But we got the right answer. Brandon Cobb. A lot of fun. Walking stick. Hey guys, we had we had a lot of fun uh, at the seminars and uh, asking questions to all you guys and and um, and that's just a taste of what we did in the last couple of weekends. Brian, we gonna take a com commercial before we talk baits, crank baits. We got Dan Quinn. Ready to rock and roll. And uh, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Okay. So we're going to take a commercial break. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We got Dan Quinn from Rapala. We're going to be talking crankbaits, balls of crankbaits. It's going to be a blast. Dan's always a blast to have on the show. So we will be right back after this. <laughs> Aquaview, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. Aquaview, seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That they're made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick, every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out during a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod i found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. obsessed. There's no place on earth we'd rather be than right here, right now. Performance-driven gear, so you can fish longer, harder. Gills Performance Fishing. Options are endless, but there's only one. One box, one anti-corrosion technology, one family-owned, American-made brand, Flambo Z-Rust Tackle Solutions. Preserve, perform, repeat. <laughs> 